Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. What's up, my brother? What is going down? Uh, I don't know. The, the world's blowing up? I, I'm, I'm taking a knee. I'm taking a knee right You're now. You're taking a knee? Yeah. In honor of Sunday's fo- fo- no, no Football Sunday. No Football Sunday. I'm taking Colin a knee, Kaepernick. baby. I got shit to do anyway. I got to go to Nordstrom. You're what? <laughs> I actually do. I have to pick up a pair of pants, but uh, I'm not watching any football. Nordstrom. Yeah. Nordstrom. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I just, I use profanity. You use profanity. Yeah. And Mia was discussing how this is called the, the he, she calls it the cussing corner, which I don't know how she yeah. knows because she's never listened to it. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, maybe she hears you. When we're, Maybe when we're recording. Maybe we should have put more insulation like, in when we did the renovation. Well, I mean, in the recording studio that you have <laughs> in your basement, <laughs> it's, it's the recording studio proof. that is the basement. Exactly. Yeah, and soundproof recording studio. Oh my god. Yeah, the cussing corner. Sorry, Mia. Sorry, both Mia. Sorry, both Mia. Exactly. Fucking Mia doesn't like the profanity either. What'd you just say? Oh, sorry. Sorry. You know what? <laughs> I have high what hopes. I have high hopes for the coming yeah. next couple weeks. You know why? No. Because the president is going to Asia. How much damage could that guy do from half a world away? Um, I guess a lot. I was thinking, though, <laughs> do you think a lot? The answer is, the short answer is Let's a see, lot. war with North Korea, a trade war with China. 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 Talks about China. So, Sounds like for China, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask a question. Yeah. Serious question mm-hmm. for change. Semi-serious question. Okay. Okay. So the president, so forty-five goes to Korea. Yeah. Now we know that the that there are a lot of tensions on the Korean Peninsula. I say. And we also know. We also know that the North Koreans are unpredictable. Let's say, shall we say? Okay. I took. I, I, okay, I'll, I'll stipulate and that. Possibly, possibly, and their leadership is possibly even unhinged. Certainly, possibly, a, certainly a possibility. It's, do you think, at some level of their decision-making structure, somebody's like, "Let's just bomb the shit out of wherever the president is," <laughs> and and that's it? I don't know, but I bet that they... Sit. That thought hasn't crossed your mind? No, I mean, of course it has. Of course it has, that, that, that they would start a war while the president is in Asia. Of course, That's I think that war. they... I, you know, Kill him! In reading, some of the, in reading some of the more serious commentary about North Korea by people who actually know and study North Korea... That is that a thinly veiled swipe of what I just said? No, 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 no. I'm not saying <laughs> no. I'm talking about all the. I'm talking about all the like mass hysteria in the kind of more popular media and stuff. Right. That right. as unhinged as as uh, Kim Jong Un is, and as uh, as you know, crazy as some of the things that have gone down, um, that they very well know the. Uh, that when the when the president in a kind of, in his own unhinged way talks about fire and fury, that they know yeah. that that actually would be their future. Um, right. So the the problem, the North Korea problem, as difficult as it is, is because you know the Chinese don't really want uh, a unified Korean Peninsula 
that's under uh, that is an ally of the United States and part of the, of the US, right. part of the American sure. security architecture of the of the Pacific region. Sure. So otherwise, you know, it wouldn't. I mean, it would be it would be relatively easier to tip this guy from uh, this this guy from power and, and end this regime if the Chinese really wanted to p- apply a lot of pressure. I mean, the problem is not the the issue is not in Washington. It's not in Seoul. It's really between Beijing and Pyongyang. Um, what I wonder that's is been the same. That's been the same forever. Right. I exactly. Mean, this whole problem would go away if the Chinese were like, right. yeah, whatever. We don't care. Exactly. Don't care. And this is why care. you know people like John Bolton getting on TV yeah. being like, we need to just go to war in North Korea is like fucking crazy. Right. But um, I think I wonder, however, in let's take this a bit further. How in how many you know. National security councils or situation rooms or whatever they call it, wherever around the world, they sit around and they say, Jesus, the president of the United States is unhinged. And now I think Trump sees that right. as a virtue. I find this. Sure. Like Nixon, right, the crazy like Nixon man theory. I think it's incredibly destructive. Yeah, exactly. Incredibly destructive. Well, I mean, the whole doctrine of mutually assured destruction is predicated on the belief that both sides right. are rational actors. Right. And if neither side right. is a rational actor, then you throw all of the conventional right. wisdom away because who the hell I knows mean, what's going to happen? So that's why I'm saying that's why I'm saying something that sounds so right. outlandish, like the Koreans launching missiles against South Korea while president while the president of the United States is in right. South Korea, which is insane. On uh, you uh, know, but tell on tell me secretly you wish that value. happened and they actually bagged the guy. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not saying that. I'm not not saying you that. You want that visit from I'm the just... Secret Service, though. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, like, it has to have occurred to. That's why, again, go back to the beginning of how I couched this. You don't think that somewhere in the in the decision making structure of North Korea, somebody posited the idea that. Yeah, right. just saying. He's in the proximity of our missiles. Like, right. Just saying. Not saying we do it. Right. I'm not saying we don't do it. You know, we're, we're throwing, we're spitballing right. here. Can you just one, one other thing? Can you imagine what it must be like for a North Korean who, not the ones? I mean, there are many who go back and forth, you know, illegally to China or even engage in trade with China. Right. But, but someone who just, you know, says "fuck it," I've had enough. And they 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 escape from North Korea and they end up in Seoul, and the world yeah. is completely and totally different from what they have been told their entire life. That must just be a, a, must wreck people emotionally to understand that they have been living a lie, uh, just an unbelievable. That well, just it's I, I could not even fathom what that what that must be like, and these. Poor North Koreans are, you know, things have gotten a little bit better there, but, you know, starvation, uh, it's, yeah, it's fucking, it's a, Listen, it's a horrible problem. Uh, you just cussed again. Um, likewise, there's a documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. right now called One of Us, which documents the journey of three, uh, people who were brought up in the Hasidic world. Oh, I got to see that. So, yeah. And if you remember, I had this 
concept that I was pitching for TV a few years ago, the exact same concept. Actually, one of the people in this film was one of the guys that was going to be in our show. Damn. Um, But that's the same idea. Imagine growing up in one universe and getting plopped down into a second universe and you had heard your whole life that that second universe was evil and horrible and then you go there and you're like, wait, everything that I have been brought up knowing is a complete and utter lie. That's why it's so, it's, yeah. you know, it's a form of, I mean, it, it's cult-like. It's, a, it's mind control. Well, I can't do yeah, and well, that's in it. In a way, the only way that you can keep people in there is through in, absolute In a way, control. all of these, you know, following the Rebbe, it, it must be on a level really nice. You <laughs> never have to make a decision about anything. You never have to take responsibility exactly. for anything. Exactly. Plus, you have a community, a built-in support system. Everybody looks out for one another. You don't need to make any decisions. Uh, You know, all you need to do is procreate and uh, study Torah. Yeah. Right. And And live off the Um, the largesse of the state and and donors to your... I'm living off the the fat (laughs) of the land. (laughs) Speaking of... Yeah. It's, you know, yes. Speaking of... of, Apropos of absolutely nothing... Uh, yes, I had a go around totally with the folks secular. in the community over changing the names of Jubal Early and Jeb Stewart. Nice. I I love the name Jubal. <laughs> so uh, you know, so, so last so week you shamed me into on, it because yeah. I I had become that person who was too busy. I mean, in all fairness. I haven't been, you know, just out there oh, yeah. shopping at Monk- <laughs> Westfield Montgomery Mall, although I am going to Nordstrom's today. But um, I was busy, you know, hawking my book and so on and so forth. But you shame me into it. Living what? your life. Yeah. yeah. And so I sent an email to our friends in the neighborhood and I said, hey, I'm, you know, Lauren and I really uh, feel very strongly about this. Does anyone want to help out? And almost immediately, one yeah. of my neighbors said that... Um, the the community association of the neighboring community. We actually live in one part. Like there's a, a street like right smack in the middle of us that separates our community association, the one that I live in, with another one. And Jubal Early is actually in the other one, even though it's you know a tenth uh-huh. of a mile from from where I live. And so she put me in touch with right. the guy who's the head of that that community association. And he was saying that yeah. they had begun – some people had begun – tried to begin the process and some people had been very supportive of it. But they had run into a lot of resistance as well and they had dropped mm. it. And they had dropped it. And so mm. – What kind What kind of resistance did so they this run is, So – and I went back. I had quite a bit of email back and forth. Um, uh-huh. And I asked the guy. I said, you know, just out of sheer curiosity – What's the, what's, what was the opposition? And I had said in my initial email to our friends in the neighborhood, you know, it doesn't seem like a coincidence that these names were placed on streets when this community was developed in the late 1960s as basically saying African-Americans and other minorities aren't welcome here. But particularly African-Americans aren't welcome here. It was the late 60s. It was the centennial of the Civil War. Uh, when did all of these Civil War monuments go up uh, around the country in the 1960s at the height of the Civil Rights Movement? So this guy 
wrote back and I asked him directly, you know, what was the problem? Some, uh, so yeah. here's this, here's the president of this uh, community association. Quote, no, we're, we're not going to name, name it. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, but what annoyed me was that, you know, I signed all, off all of my emails, Stephen, and the guy called me Steve, <laughs> which just fucking pisses me off. So already just stri- pisses. Strike oh. up. I noticed. I you noticed know, and some people, some people professionally email, I didn't, I didn't call me Steven. It really, it, it bothers me. Comment. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Um, quote, yeah. some citing inconvenience and others feel you can't change history. <laughs> some feel the reason for the street name is not to honor, but for historical reference and purposes. Some think naming streets after Confederate generals is like naming them after Hitler or Nazis. Some don't agree. Others do. Uh, when the street, yeah. here, continues. When the street was named in the early 1960s, it was during the Civil War centennial. Some say that, at the time, naming streets after Civil War generals was done to bring people together, not alienate them. Of course, a lot has changed since the 1960s, and many people today maybe use such street names to a different <laughs> Yeah, It was to bring people together, yeah. to bring white people together, and push black people out exactly. and make them live together because they weren't welcome here. So... Yeah, some people think So this. then, wait, so Nazis there was a bunch of that. people on this email chain and i responded and i was like uh well that's sort of strange um yeah you know i said i, I don't remember exactly what i said but i, I you know inconvenience is actually a small price to pay you know what there could be a kind of thing a six to 12 month you know period where you know there are notices out you know what the post office please note we're changing Juba early to you know Medgar Evers way or uh-huh. something like that so i mean it's actually a small price to pay right. this whole idea to honor history is fucking insane it's, well it's, it is insane because i think that we're forgetting what the civil war was right. actually about yep right these we're we're celebrating generals who fought to secede from our union. So they are called rebels in some circles, but they should be called traitors. Right. Uh, so it's I find it uh, interesting that we're, and forgive me for saying this, this is a complete whitewashing of our history. It's whitewashing history. It's saying like, oh no, this right. is part of exactly. our history. Okay. Great. You know, we there were lots of things that were part of our history that we don't celebrate um, and we study in books um, and use them as cautionary tales about how right. not to behave. We we interned thousands Japanese. of Japanese Americans during World War II, but we don't celebrate that. We right. don't forget it either, but we're not naming streets after the camps in remember, which they were interned. Remember when I was in Berlin last spring, we did a show? And I talked about how there's a Yitzhak Rabinstrasse in Berlin. There isn't yeah. a Heinrich Himmler. Yeah. There isn't an Erwin Rommel way. I mean, it, that's, right. you know, the, the Germans have done is they haven't named street names after Nazis and German officers during World War II. No. But there are museums. There are, there is, there is a, right. a, a cemetery. It was a cause of tremendous controversy in the 1980s when Ronald Reagan visited the the, the Bitburg Cemetery where Waffen Bit- SS officers Bitburg, are buried. Yeah. But they're not naming the fucking streets after these people. And if they want to, if people want to celebrate the Civil War, why isn't why is the street called Jubal Early, not Ulysses S. Grant? 
Well, that's the thing, right? So after you know, you and I talked about this yesterday. I decided to um, look and see what streets in Potomac are named after Union generals, and you know what I discovered? <laughs> How many? Zero. Zero. Ding, 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 ding. Zero. So How is it that we were celebrating the centennial? Those no streets. Yeah. But we're not celebrating, actually, the victory of democracy and the preservation of our union. I find that... So I find the logic behind some of these arguments to be... Spurious. So then, then I get an email from a guy named... This guy may name... No, I won't. No, I won't. Okay, so now this guy also calling me Steve. Uh, Fuck it, my name is Steven, it's not Steve I never asked anybody to call me Steve (laughs) Fuck you if you call me Steve That's it, you know, for years Professionally, for years, I've been asking people Politely to ask me To to name, to say Steven I'm gonna stop being polite about it I'm fucking, I'm sort of irritated At this point in my life in the, I'm in my late 40s and fucking people call me Steve. I've never, my mother never called me Steve. My father never called me Steve. My sister never called me Steve. My closest friends have never called me Steve. My my bosses don't call me Steve. But every fuck, Steve, Steve Cook. I hate the way that sounds. It's Stephen Cook. Well, they're trying fucking to be assholes. Friends. That's it. They're when people call, start yeah. calling me Steve, anyway. I'm going to start calling them something that they're not. Like, that they're like, you know, John is going to be Johnny. <laughs> Or Dan is going to become Danny. Anyway, okay. Right. Go on. So, so this guy, this is a very, this is a much longer letter. I'll, I'll read some of the better parts of it. So, yeah. Uh, this is a guy. He's a longtime resident of the area. I originally moved here when my parents purchased. Which, oh, hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Go I originally ahead. moved here when my parents purchased one of the model homes from the Kettler brothers in 1967. I purchased my own home in the area in 1979. I graduated Winston Churchill High School and have seen lots of changes over the years. While in high school and college, I worked for the Kettler Brothers. I know a number of Kettler Brothers senior management that lived in Montgomery Square. That's the area. So I believe that I know the Kettler Brothers organization at the time as well as anyone. Kettler Brothers was an organization that simply wanted to build and sell quality homes. There was no racial motivation in any of their actions. Well, why the fuck did they name the streets Jeb Stewart and Jewel Early then? Okay. First of all, you're right. Why? So why? But to me, it's, it's irrelevant what the reasons were 50 years ago for naming the streets. But there's they, clearly... The fact is, in 2017, this is no right. longer okay. So I don't care well, what okay, the reasons were. It doesn't matter to me that, what the thought process this was. Is his, that's then. his opening bid. I've been living here for 50 years. Okay. You just moved here. Right. I saw this, and basically he's calling me I, a I don't think he... I, 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 this guy strikes me as not terribly bright, but whatever. I think he was just establishing he, his community did, bona fides. Okay. So now... Right. Did, did, he, did he call you a no, Jew no, at no, any no, point? I mean, come on. It's so uh, Jewy so here to call someone just, a Jew, you know? Just, just check. Yeah, yeah. I'm just checking. Okay. So then, next paragraph. Next paragraph is really is really a good one. Quote: I believe that there are huge differences between a street name, a historical marker, a memorial, and a monument. A street name that points towards our local history is not all caps not the same as a memorial. 
While I haven't researched Jubal early, I have looked into the historical background of both White's Ford and Jeb Stewart. White's Ford is another is another street in the area. So then he gives me this history of Jeb Stewart copied out of Wikipedia. Blah, 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 Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. And then he says, uh, General Jeb Stewart, again, played a role in our local history prior to the Battle of Gettysburg. On June 28, 1863, this is all Wikipedia, by the way, then he adds, Jeb Stewart's soldiers occupied the town of Old Rockville and found both both highlighted and underlined Confederate sympathizers and loyal yeah. unionists. So fucking what? Okay. So okay. what? So So again, going back going back to your Rommel. <laughs> wait example. a second, wait. Before we go back to Rommel in, for a second. In, I wanna I don't want to talk about Rommel for a yeah. second. I want to talk about the uh, the paragraph yeah. that he wrote about there being a difference between a historical marker a monument and yeah. a street name. Generally speaking, you name yeah. names yeah. of streets after people that Did you name? want to yeah. honor. Right. So yeah. I don't understand what this gentleman is saying. Someone please clarify. This well, seems to me one of those bullshit specious arguments to justify yeah. naming na- streets after Racist, exactly. slave-owning, traitors <laughs> to the United States, and white exact whitewashing an effort to keep African Americans out of the neighborhood. What the fuck? How many times? What? How many times? How many times have you read in the paper or seen on the news a ceremony where a street is dedicated in, in somebody's memory? Many times. Many Often. times. Many. And who who are streets normally dedicated to? People that we right. wish to honor. Mother Teresa, Martin Luther so, King Boulevard, uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, you know how many Winston Raul Churchill. Wallen, what? You know how many Raul Wallenberg? You know how many Raul, Raul Wallenberg streets are around the world? I bet hundreds right. around the world. Why? Because they right. want to honor this hero right. of the Holocaust. Exactly. That's why we Oscar named Schindler street after someone to give them honor. Why is there a street in Berlin named after Yitzhak Rabin? Why? To honor. But there are him. no names to of Nazis. But that's very much a part of German yeah. history. Exactly. Now, are there any streets in southern, in, or actually northern Egypt, or in the Sinai named after Rommel? Because he was instrumental in many ba- in battles there fought actually, in there, the desert and in... in there actually is yeah. a Rommel Museum in El Alamein. Yeah. Really? Well, right. there's a museum. I don't, a I'm not aware of an is urban Rommel street in, in Egypt. Or in nor- anywhere in North uh, Africa? I'm not aware. So again, just we're using Rommel because he's not right. Goebbels or Himmler. He was an actual right. German general. So we're not saying, like, oh, let's celebrate all of these Nazis. No, we're going to celebrate, we're going to see about recognizing right. a general. By right. the same logic, you know, Jeb Stewart was a general. general. Jubal Early was a yeah. general. Uh, I'm trying to think of places now, where, the, the, you know, do they have, in Paris, do they have Marshall Petain Way Boulevard? Boulevard? Probably not. What the fuck? But, now, every time... I drive to your house and I go on Whitesford mm-hmm. Road. I think 
Uh, one Whitey thing, Ford. One thing only. <laughs> Whitey Ford, former Yankee exactly. great. Now, that is an easy right. switch. Change, change every right. S to a Y, and you will now be living yes. on Whitey Ford. Yes. Yes. Whitey Ford way. That one we can do yeah, exactly in the middle of the night. The spray can. Of course, yeah. We need that a few people because I might fall off the ladder, but that's okay. It's, it's very really very high. high. That's true. That one yeah. side is high, so we can t- we can turn White's Ford Road into Whitey Ford Road easily. We don't even need a. You know, we can do a mock up of the. We can take a picture. I have pictures of Jubal Early and Jeb Stewart, and we can do a mock up. Those signs aren't that yeah. high. And, like, we can decide what we want to name the streets, like, Medgar Evers Way, and it's just in the middle of the night, go up there and put and put them in. What about Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick Way? What about Colin Actually, Kaepernick what I was going to do was I suggested to the president of the Montgomery Square Community Association that perhaps people just don't know enough about Jubal Early and Jeb Stewart, and that, you know, perhaps a community-wide, yeah. you know, uh, education campaign would help, you know— People understand uh, what's going on, and I, you know, I think that that's probably right. Um, I was aware when I when we moved here that Jubal Early was a Civil War figure, um, but not to the extent that I now understand it. My bad. I should have looked into it more, but of course, I wasn't. I wasn't moving to Jubal Early Court or whatever it's called. So uh, maybe. So what I was thinking of doing. And you had suggested I write yeah. like an op-ed in the local newspaper. Well, first of all, no one fucking yeah. reads. So um, I was going to. That's in, true. What? You're just cr- I you're did. Just I'm sorry. Again. I was going to get like neon orange paper and print out uh-huh. who Jubal Early was and what he stands for, what he stood for, and affix it to the poles with the street signs on it. And so when people drive by or people are walking by, People taking their kids to school, they see this. Now, I have no doubt that people will tear these down, so I will print a thousand of them, yeah. and every time they get torn down, tape them back up. What do you think? Yeah, it's a good That's idea. That's a good idea. Okay. I like it. I think that, I think that, and it's now time for an online petition. Yes, I do think it's time for now. The guy who's the president of the Montgomery Square uh, Community Association suggested to me in an email that there were people outside of the community who were doing this. The Montgomery County regulations are that you need to have a, a rather large number of people sign on to it before they would be willing to change uh, – before they're willing to change the name. Of course. Just wait. I'll tell you what he told me. Um, here. It's – and, the, and the, he also told me that the county is reconsidering the procedure for civil war names. I mean because, you know, our elected officials, they talk about the diversity and the values of the county – and it is a very diverse county. I mean, Maddie and me go to schools that are extraordinarily diverse, <coughs> extraordinarily diverse. Uh, we were we were actually rather surprised because we were worried that we were moving to a community that was really, really, really white. Uh, we had African-American students, Hispanic students, uh, Iranian students, South Asian students, every every kind of Asian student uh, that we have, we have Orthodox students, we have all kinds of... All kinds of kids. It's, it's a, diverse a very place. diverse, uh, very diverse place. <clears throat> right. I think most people just don't know about right. this. I think most people drive past it. They right. don't think exactly. twice. Um, if you started, if you started to think about it, maybe 
you know, people wouldn't be so okay with it, just like you're not okay with it now that you understand the issue a right. little bit better. Um, of course, there, there will always be the assholes who will fight this and who think there's nothing wrong with it. Plus, everyone's lazy. Inertia is the most powerful right. force in the universe. And, oh, it's a real pain in the ass to change this, so right. let's not bother. But, you know, right. I think that's bullshit, and I think that you think that's bullshit. And right. You know, it's time to actually do something. Exactly. That's why I'm wearing my Colin Kaepernick t-shirt today. Thanks to you. God bless America. Well, that's what we do. God bless it. God God help America. Oh, my God. Oh, they messed with my 401k. I'm moving. Fuck them. Yeah, that's going to be. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I think we're out. All right. All right. That's it. So. We're Season two, episode eight is, right. is in the we're bag, gonna, in the can, in the can, whatever you want to say, and uh, it's out. We'll speak it's to everybody out. next week. All right, so Jubal early. early, done. Going home, going home early. early, going, going home, home early. early. I love it. All right, bye. All right, we're out.